0: what's up guys we're here to go over ufc vegas 77 home versus bueno silva um, as far as the results for the last card, uh, it's kind of the opposite of, of you know, the uh, the Vittori versus Cannoneer card. I think it was, you know, I did horrible with the picks and then my bets all hit or whatever, so I came out good. Well, it was kind of the opposite on, uh, on this last card, man. You know, uh, I did pretty good on the picks. I think the only ones I got wrong were the ones that I put money on uh, unfortunately. And, uh, so yeah, I had, um, I had a play on, uh, Kudelite and, uh, a play on Ismagulov and I had a hundred bucks on Abus and all three of those guys lost. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was, I was pretty confident, man. in in and, uh, at least two of those guys, you know, Ismagulov and Kudelite and, I don't know what was up with Kudalite, man. You know, this is a guy that went, you know, three hard rounds with this Magulov. He went three hard rounds with Gamrot, and he went out there and he was gassed, you know, halfway through the first round. And he still managed to win the first two rounds, even though he was gassed. But, man, he looked horrible. He didn't look like himself at all. You know, I don't know what was going on with that. I don't know if it's because it's kind of short notice or, or what. You know, he thought it'd be an easy fight, so he just came in, you know, out of shape or. <laughs> or what, you know, and he, he did, he did, uh, do quite a bit of damage, but you know, he just wasn't himself that's for sure. And, um, is apparently, uh, apparently he can, he can stuff a lot of Armand Sarukian's takedowns, but he couldn't stuff Grant Dawson's takedowns, which I find almost impossible to believe, but, um, whatever, you know, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe Ismagulov is just in it for one more check I don't know you know because he was talking about retiring before so either way you know I, those uh those three bets didn't hit you know um Abus I didn't I guess I didn't take into account that his cardio uh may not be good you know he he did really good for the first minute or so of the fight and then faded and gassed out you know in a five round fight it's pretty embarrassing and uh I did have one play that hit and it was a two band parlay of Morales and Fakradinov. um I believe it was like a minus 110 or whatever. So I did get a little bit of my money back, but it was still a pretty bad night. And even with the live betting, I won a little bit live betting. I still lost a couple units. So, uh, yeah, I was hoping that was going to be the uh, most profitable card of the year for me. And <laughs> it turned out, turned out being the worst one. That's the worst one I've had since I've been doing this channel. So uh, good on the picks, shitty on the bets, whatever, you know, it happens. You know, just got to take it on the chin and move on. And, um, as far as the contest goes, um, nobody nobody picked uh, got the three picks right. There were a couple that were close. Um, so once again, you know if y'all wanna if y'all wanna do the picks for the uh, UFC 290 card, you can just comment on that video, not this one. Uh, go to the UFC 290 video. You got to pick three winners. Um, you got to tell me uh, the winner, the uh, method of victory, and what round. And you can only pick one decision. And, uh, I had some autographed UFC stuff, um, that I, I was going to give out to anybody that can get the, that can get it right. So, um, I'll still, I'll still do that contest and, uh, yeah, if you want to just jump on that and <sighs> what else? Um, so, you know, what I do, if you're new to the channel is I go through and I give out all my picks and then at the end of the video, I give my bets out, um, for the card, and uh, I'm available on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Pandora, um, iTunes, all that stuff. And uh, if you're if you don't want to watch the video and you just want to see my picks or my bets, um, you can go to my Instagram. It's highkick__fightpicks. underscore Fight Picks, and I post all my stuff on there as well. I make bet flyers and uh, you know pick flyers for the whole card. And also, guys, you know if there's people out there that don't have um that don't have Instagram. I did make a facebook group if you if you're interested in that you know I'm gonna post all my stuff in there too feel free to post whatever y'all guys you know want to post in there um and i'll I'll post the link for it you know down below in the in the comments but it is just high kick fight picks on Facebook so it should be pretty easy to find if you're interested just something for the people that may not have instagram or whatever so um but yeah man this uh my birthday's coming up on the on the 16th of July, man, and I was really hoping that I was going to get a a better card than this for my birthday, but you know, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's not quite the main event that I was hoping for, you know, the night not before my birthday or whatever, but um <sighs> let's see what fights we lost real quick. And I already know there's been a lot of changes to the uh to the UFC 290 card. I'll look at it at the end of the video. Um But yeah, of course, that's what happens, man. I do my stuff so early that a lot of things do change, you know, and, um, I pride myself on getting my videos out before everybody else. So I'm not influenced by what anybody else is saying. And then, and that's kind of like a thing, you know, with me. So, um, but yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll look into the uh, other card and if I, if I don't have everything ready for you by the end of this video, then I'll, I'll do like a second video or go over my, you know, the changes to the card and, uh. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, so we lost um Rafael Philo Fil- uh, versus Juan Camillo Ronderos. Um, I believe uh, Fialo's uh, opponent got changed. We lost Vicente Luque versus Rafael Dos Años. That would have been a really good fight. I believe that one got rescheduled. Um, but, yeah, man, let's get into this card real quick, man. And some good fights on here. First up, we got Tucker Lutz taking on melzik bagdasarian uh tucker lutz is 29 years old 5'8 with a 72 inch reach he's 12 and three and one and two in the ufc and he is a plus 180 underdog and uh i think we we all thought highly of lutz coming into the ufc and after his first fight in the ufc he looked pretty good in his first fight um but we found in his last two fights that his grappling isn't up to par and his takedown defense isn't very good and uh in his last fight, he didn't look good at all anywhere, to be honest with you, um, anywhere the fight went and, you know, he, he is pretty powerful. He's got six wins by knockout on his record. He uses a real wide stance at times, which can make the, uh, the leg kicks readily available. Um, if anybody can take advantage of that and, um, you know, he does, he does have really good control in the clinch. He has a wrestling background, you know, supposedly, but, um, Pinedo was able to just take him down at will and, uh. But yeah, he does well, you know, sitting back and countering. Um, looks pretty. He was looking pretty good in his uh, fight against Kevin Aguilar as debut. That's what he was doing. Um, yeah, he likes to counter guys whenever they're jumping into the pocket. And uh, in the uh, in the Aguilar fight, he was using his check his uh, check left hook very well. Um, he's going to have a two inch reach advantage here. Uh, you know, the takedowns that he has struggled with in his past few fights against Sabatini and uh, Pineda were like mostly like trip takedowns, you know, Sabatini is really good with that, and Pineda was doing it as well. Um like I said, he does have a wrestling background, you know, and he's gonna want to use that in this fight for sure. If he can get the takedowns, he's gonna want to do it. I um, mean he's not gonna want to be on the feet at all with Melsic. Um, and yeah, Melsic is uh, thirty one years old. He's five nine with a seventy inch reach. He is seven and two and two and one in the UFC and he's a minus two twenty favorite. Yeah, this guy's a sniper. He's a very good kickboxer. I mean, he's got five wins by knockout on his record. His uh, his weakness is definitely submission defense. Both of his losses have been by submission. And in his last fight, he was looking very sharp against Joshua Koulibau, who was a great striker, and Melsic was tearing him up on the feet, busted him up, had broke his nose, you know. But as soon as it hit the ground, Koulibau got the sub. And uh, yeah, Melsic throws really nice, accurate strikes. He doesn't put out a ton of volume, but when he throws, he usually lands and he hits very hard. Um, he throws spin kicks very smoothly. Um, he's even throwing axe kicks and question mark kicks. So, uh, you know, it's exciting to see that. He's pretty good at it. And, uh, you know, he has been taken down in the UFC, but he was pretty quick to get back up you know, in his other fights. The Joshua Coulibau fight, Coulibau kind of, like, jumped on a sub, you know, whenever uh, whenever uh, Melsick was, like, down on one knee or whatever, or was leaning over and going down to one knee, he hopped on the sub, and I believe it was a rear-naked choke or whatever it was, I don't remember, but... Um, there is definitely a path to victory here for Lutz, man. But you know, I've tried to put faith in him, and I and I've actually lost money on him twice. So I'm not going to be putting any more faith in Tucker Lutz. Um, you know, I, I do I do think there's a path to victory if Lutz can use his wrestling and get the takedowns. But uh, Melsic's not not as easy to uh, take down as as you would think. You know, judging off of his fights in the UFC, you know, he really hasn't been taken down and controlled that much. Um, but I do think Melsick is going to knock out Lutz because Lutz does like to go out there and try to strike with guys. And uh, is going to destroy Lutz on the feet. You know, it's not even close. So um be taking Melsic to get the win by knockout, I'm going to say, in round two. Next up, we got Austin Lingo taking on... Um, I do not know how to say this guy's first name. Uh, Me- Mequizal? Mequizal Costa? We're just going to call him Costa because I can't get that name right. Um Austin is 29 years old. He's 5'10 with a 70-inch reach. He is 9-2 and 2-2 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus 147 underdog. And yeah, Lingo looked horrible his last time out. You know, I really do like his boxing. Um, I think he has very nice boxing. But the problem is is, that, is that's all really for the most part that he does. He doesn't throw a ton of kicks. He doesn't do a lot of wrestling. Um, you know, he does push a tough pace. He constantly moves forward. You know, he doubles up his jab a lot has pretty good cardio and uh, he throws nice combinations but in quite a bit of volume as well you know um it's it's a winnable fight for him but i just really want to see him round his game out more you know go for takedowns throw more kicks give his opponent something more to think about than just just his boxing cuz it's predictable you know i mean if you if you know he's just going to come out there and and all he's got to do is box then all you got to do is take advantage of everything else and uh his boxing is great don't get me wrong but you know just boxing is isn't going to get him anywhere you know in the sport uh, and that's just my opinion and i do like ostolingo he trains right here in dallas but pretty close to where i live um i want to see him win but uh he just he's got to round his game out more you know he's got to start at least baiting the takedowns you know go for a takedown just to get the people thinking about it and then go back to his boxing or you know just anything other than just throwing his hands and that's all you know because it's predictable um, he's taken on Costa. Costa is 26 years old, 5'10 with a 73-inch reach. He is 19 and six, and 0-1 in the UFC, and he is a minus 172 favorite. And yeah, this guy's had a ton more experience than Lingo, um, you know, which is kind of surprising for a pretty decent, uh, you know, young guy. Uh, he's a little bit young, about three years younger than than Lingo. And uh, you know, Costa is well-rounded. Seven knockouts, six submission wins on his record. He lost his debut, but I believe uh, I believe that was on short notice against Thiago Moises, who is a guy that's kind of up at the top of the division and been up towards the top of the division. So just a little too much, too soon, um, you know, on short notice. And I think that was also up a weight class as well. I believe that was up at uh, one 155, and this fight's back down at featherweight. So uh, considering all that, you know, he did make a good account of himself, you know, really... Um, he fights southpaw, has pretty good takedown defense. Not that Lingo is going to try and take him down. Uh, Costa's is going to have a major grappling advantage. Um, he was a state jiu-jitsu and muay thai champion in Pana, Brazil. I, I believe it's Pana, Brazil, where he was, where he's from. Um, he's he's very creative the way he was throwing his shots and, and coming in at weird angles. And you know, I think this guy's got a pretty high ceiling, man. And I th- I'm going to take him to get the win. Uh, I think I'm going to go with by late submission. Uh, I think, you know, maybe the first round Austin will have, have his su- success and I think uh is gonna take over and then uh yeah, tire tire Lingo out, get a takedown and get a late late submission. Next up we got Terrence McKinney taking on Nazim Sidkov. And uh Terrence McKinney is twenty eight years old. He's five ten with a seventy three and a half inch reach. He is thirteen and five and three and two in the UFC. And he is a plus 130 underdog. Yeah, Terrence is very powerful in the first round. You know, we've seen that his cardio isn't very good at times. Uh, You know, he either went out there and got the quick finish or he would put his all into trying to get get the finish and then, you know, he would be gassed out. Um, He did seem as if he was trying to pace himself in his last fight and he ended up getting caught with that flying knee. Um, He's a good wrestler. He's going to have a four and a half inch reach advantage. He's very tough. He has the skills, man. Uh, He's only lost to real tough guys. Um, he's got great jiu-jitsu. Uh, he's made the move down to Texas. I'm not sure if he's at Fortis or where he's at, but, um, yeah, I mean, so he's trying to make some changes, and I think the best thing for him would have been to go train at elevation, but <clears throat> it's kind of tricky because he does his best work, you know, when he's pushing forward and running the show, but he also may gas out if he does that. So, you know, he, he throws a lot, of, a lot of knees, you know, when guys are coming into the pocket. Um, this should be a very exciting fight. Uh, it's just with the gas tank is, is you can't really have faith in somebody that with a gas tank like that. So, <laughs> and he's taking on Nazim Seidkov. He's 29 years old, 5'10", with a 69 inch reach. He is 8-1 and and 1-0 and in the UFC. And he's a minus 150 favorite. And, uh, I'm actually very high on this guy. I don't understand why nobody else, you know, sees what I see and, uh, you know, I had a big play on him in his last fight that paid off, but that was a back-and-forth war between him and Evan Elder. And, you know, it showed me just how good Evan Elder is. You know, he's very, very tough. And uh, Nazim is a master of sport and combat sambo, lifelong martial artist, over 100 amateur fights, uh, very powerful and explosive, uh, throws tons of uh, tons of very well-placed kicks. You know, he's a great counterpuncher. He's very comfortable everywhere the fight goes. Um, he has the wrestling in his back pocket. Um, all of what, all but one of his wins have been by finish and I like his spinning wheel kick and how he uses his uppercuts, you know, um, he's got pretty good takedown defense, uh, as far as, you know, so far in the UFC, I know he's only had one fight, but great takedown defense. Um, he stays pressuring his opponents. There's a, not a lot of guys that can handle the kind of pressure that he brings. And I think that's going to serve him well in this fight. And he can definitely take a punch. You know, he was getting caught with some good shots by Evan Elder and getting back up and you know, eventually won the fight. It was stopped due to a cut, but he was winning the fight. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to wear on Terrence and, and get a late finish. Uh, I'm going to say uh, round two knockout. Next up, we got Estella Nunez taking on Victoria Dudikov. And uh, Estella is... 30 years old, she's 5'4 with a 66 inch reach. She is 6-4 and 0-3 and oh and in the UFC. And she's a plus 230 underdog. And uh, yeah, she's very talented. Um, you know, a Muay Thai striker. And uh she dropped Jasmine Uruguay in their fight, you know, if that says anything. Jasmine's uh, very tough. Um, but the weaknesses have been her cardio and her takedown defense. She's got, you know, heavy hands, great calf kicks. Um just doesn't quite have the well-roundedness that she needs to get a win in the UFC. You know, she usually comes out and has a lot of success with the striking in the beginning of the fight, and uh, once the wrestling starts, you know she she's kind of out of there and she can't get back up. And um, you know, she's always live for a knockout. You know, I, I want her to win. I'm a fan of her striking. I think she's a very good striker, uh, very pretty Muay Thai. Um, but I just, you know, I can't. I can't go with uh, what I've been seeing here lately. So it's kind of a, as much as I want her to win, it's hard to go with her, you know, with a gas tank like that with zero wrestling. So she's taken on Victoria Dudikov. She is 6-0, 24 years old, 5'5 with a 67-inch reach. Um, 6-0, and this is going to be her UFC debut. She's a minus 270 favorite. Uh, most of her wins have been by submission. So obviously she's got the grappling and the jujitsu. Um, even though Nunez has fought the tougher competition and you know has the better striking, I'm fairly confident after watching the tape um, that Victoria is going to be able to get the fight to the ground and find the submission. And uh, you know it's a pretty cut and dry case there. You know if uh, if you watch the tape, you'll come to the same conclusion. So uh, I'm not going to spend forever talking about it. You know it's uh, I'm going with Victoria by sub round two. Next up, we got Gerano Valdez taking on Evan Elder. and Gerano is uh 31 years old, 5'9 with a 72-inch reach. He is 10-2 and 0-2 and and in the UFC and he's a plus 235 underdog. And uh, yeah, Valdez is a very tough fighter. All his wins have been by finish. Um he has very good boxing, real powerful. Uh just haven't hasn't been able to get a win in the UFC yet. Um his fights are always wars, you know, they're fun to watch. Um I don't I don't expect this fight to be any different than his other ones, you know, um both these guys push a really tough pace. Um, he can definitely take a beating. You know, Matt Matt Frivola hit him with everything he could and couldn't knock him out. So the ref eventually did stop it, but Valdez was still conscious, you know, he was just covering up. But um, whoever is pushing forward in this fight, you know, will be the one winning, in my opinion. Uh for Valdez, you know, his style did very well for him on the regional scene. But since he stepped up in competition, you know, he finds himself getting clipped on his way in and You know, he throws those real wild strikes, and he's gotten dropped in in both his fights in the UFC, and, uh, you know, doesn't really have the wrestling to get the takedowns, but does have pretty decent takedown defense for the most part. Um, He's always live for a knockout, you know, uh, he throws a lot of volume, he's going to have a one-inch reach advantage. Um, Very tough, man, you know, this is a fight that could possibly go either way, you know, just because Valdez has lost, you know, both these guys have lost their two fights in the UFC, but. Um, Valdez is a warrior man and he can knock anybody out. So he's taking on Evan elder, excuse me. Um, he's 26 years old, 5'10", with a 71 inch reach. He's seven and two and and two in the UFC. And he's a minus two seventy five favorite. Um, you know, Evan made his debut up a weight class and just kind of got out wrestled by a way bigger guy in Preston Parsons. And, uh, but he really impressed me a lot, you know in his next fight against um, Sidkov, Nazim. Um, he was matching him punch for punch. It was a back and forth war. He looked really good, uh, very powerful. He even dropped Nazim in the first round and uh, he was throwing a lot of kicks to the body. He landed like 30 of them you know in the in the first two rounds of that fight. and um, you know I expect this fight to stay on the feet. It, just because Evan couldn't take down Sidkov doesn't mean he can't take down Valdez if he needs to. Uh, this fight could go either way. You know, Valdez is hard to finish. And and I'm going to be going with Elder to get the win uh, just because I think he has the wrestling option if he if he needs it. But this is probably going to be a very close war. You know, um, I definitely don't think that Elder should be that big of a favorite, a minus 275. Um, and it has me considering a dog shot, honestly, on Valdez because that price tag, you know, that's really out of line. Um Evan Elder is good, but you know, this is a this is a fight I feel could go either way. Neither of these guys have won a fight in the UFC yet, and uh they're both very tough. Um I'd de- I definitely say the value is definitely on, you know, Valdez uh because there's no way Evan should be that big of a favorite. Um But I am going to pick Evan Evan to win. Uh Valdez is hard to put out, so I'm going to take him to win by decision, but this could be a very close fight, so um I wouldn't get heavily invested in this fight whatsoever, guys. <clears throat> Next up, we got Carl Deaton III taking on Alex Munoz. And uh, Carl is 33 years old, 5'7", with a 67-inch reach. He is 17-6 and 6 and 0-1 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-120 underdog. And uh, Carl Carl made his debut against Joe Selecki on short notice, and he got submitted, you know, pretty easily. He put up a good fight in the first round. He just kept getting his back taken, um, but he survived the whole first round. You know, um, uh, a little bit too much too soon for him. I'm always rooting for Deaton. Um, he's got a very heavy left hand. Most of his wins have been by submission, though. Um, he's a tough guy. He's experienced. You know, his fight in the PFL was a split decision loss, which means he's competitive uh, competitive at a high level. Um, we all know how good Joe Selecki's grappling is. So this is a completely, completely different fight, you know, against, a, I mean, I would say against a little bit lower level competition, you know, uh, than Joe Selecki, um, you know, uh, Deaton trains at extreme Couture, um, uh, Carl usually competes at featherweight, but tapology has this fight at lightweight. Um, I'd like to see Carl back down at, at, at featherweight, you know, um, he does seem to kind of be a small lightweight, um, but maybe he feels better at lightweight. You know, maybe he doesn't have to cut as much weight and it feels better for him. So I can't knock him for that. You know, um, he goes to the body a lot with his punches. Um, He'll lay back and counter strike at times. You know, he, he dropped that guy in the PFL in their fight. You know, he came on more and more as the fight went on. You know, he had kind of a bad first round, dropped the guy at the beginning of the second, you know, it was a very close fight and it could have gone to Deaton for sure. Um, Didn't look that bad, man. You know, everyone on Tapology is going with Munoz and I don't really understand why. Um, you know, Deaton's been training hard. I expect him to look good. You know, he's on a, on a full camp and he's been active. Um, and uh, he's taken on Alex Munoz. He is 33 years old, 5'9", with a 72 inch reach. He is 6-2 and 0-2 in the UFC. And he's a minus 140 favorite. And yeah, the main reason I, i you know, from the jump have been questioning why everybody's going with Munoz is, you know, he hasn't fought in over two years, he lost both his fights in the UFC. Um, he's gonna have a five-inch reach advantage, you know. Um, seems to have good wrestling. Um, you know, I saw him take guys down, but he didn't wasn't able to keep them down. You know, Luis Pena and uh, I forgot the other guy he fought. Who was the other guy he fought uh, Nazarat Haparask? Um, wasn't able to keep him down, and uh, you know he di- he dips his head a whole lot. You know, whenever. Whenever he's going to level change, when he was getting hit with punches, he dips his head down. You know, it's pretty obvious, so it's easy to come up with an uppercut or a knee. Um, he seemed to fade pretty quickly as well, you know, in the uh, in the Hap Arrest fight. And, uh, you know, his boxing looked, looked pretty decent, but he was mostly just throwing like one shot at a time. Uh, seemed to be pretty powerful, but uh, I don't think he really had any finishes on his record. Um, you know, I think he's going to be the bigger guy here. You know, honestly, aside from maybe having the wrestling advantage here, um, you know, he is like one of, he was one of the wrestling coaches at team alpha male. So I'm, I'm assuming he's a decent wrestler, but, uh, you know, I don't see much more to like, you know, I think I'm going to go with Deaton cause he's the underdog and he's been more active and we know a little bit better what we're going to be able to get out of him here. And, uh, and I'm going to take him to win by decision, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a knockout, um, as long as he can keep it on the feet, I think he'll win this fight, you know? Uh, Munoz will probably come out and have a good first round. They'll probably get a takedown, but I think he'll he'll slow down and and uh, Deaton will be able to take over in the last two rounds. Next up, we got Tyson Nam taking on Azat Maxim, and uh, I'm excited to see this guy, man. Uh, if y'all if y'all have been keeping up with this guy, he's uh, he's pretty good, man. Tyson Nam is 39 years old. He's coming up on 40 here in a few months. And uh, he's 5'7 with a 68 inch reach. He's 21, 13, and 1 and 3 and 4 in the UFC. And he's a plus 305 underdog. And uh, yeah, Tyson's very tough, very experienced. Um, He's got a lot of power for this weight class. He has 13 wins by knockout. And, you know, he's only. He's only been submitted uh, once in his career, and that was in his last fight against Bruno Silva, who's on a great run right now. Um, you know, he's getting up there in age, but it doesn't seem to have really slowed him down much. You know, he's beaten guys; uh, he's beaten the guys he should, and he's only losing to very tough competition. Um, he has a very heavy right hand, and he counters with it. You know, um, whenever guys throw that calf kick, you know that's when he comes over with the right hand. He'll time it when they go to throw that calf kick; he comes over with the right hand, and you know he won two fights like that. He knocked out. Um, Cody Osborne and the and the guy he fought before him and uh, he's got pretty good striking defense as well he doesn't get hit a whole lot you know Tyson's always live for a finish and you know on the feet he can hang with almost anyone um his power is definitely something you know to to be worried about and uh, he's not one to shoot for takedowns very much you know out of all of his fights I think he's only won one fight by submission Uh, so you can tell he sticks to his striking and there's a lot to like man you know um I mean, I picked him to beat Silva, you know, and, and he lost that fight and, uh, there's not a whole lot of other people, you know, I mean, there's very few people in the, in the flyweight division that I would pick over Tyson Nam, you know, for the most part. I mean, there are a few, obviously the guys at the top of the division, but I mean, um, it's not often that I would pick a debuting fighter over Tyson Nam, you know, and, uh, but I, but I am familiar with Azat and he's a, a amazing fighter, um, azad is 28 years old 5 we don't have a reach on him here and when i was watching the tape all the uh all the uh you know he fought in brave and some of the, whatever other organization that was and they show his reach in centimeters which i'm not doing the math on sorry but uh but yeah man he's uh 16 and 0 and it's going to be his ufc debut he's a minus 405 favorite um I'm very excited to see this guy in the UFC, man. He looked very impressive and actually hasn't fought that bad of competition for not being in the UFC. Um, Five wins by knockout, six by submission. He's pretty tall and long for the weight class. Um, I can guarantee he's probably going to have a reach advantage here. He's pretty tall and long for the weight class, like I said. Um, He's very powerful, fights off his jab very well. Um, Also has a heavy right hand. Um, His submissions are on point for sure. Um, he beat a undefeated guy's last time out. He showed great takedowns and wrestling in that fight. Heavy ground and pound. Um, you know he's shown that he is well rounded. You know the only thing that he has left to show is that he can do it all against UFC level competition. Um, that's the only thing left for this guy to prove. You know, and I'm pretty sure he can. Um, I would love to see Nam win this fight, but the difference I see here is Azat has the advantage in the grappling and the takedowns. Um, it could go back and forth on the feet, but uh, I'm going to be picking Azat to get the win. I'm going to say he wins by late submission. Um, well, I'll just say, uh, you know, round, round three. Um, I think he's going to play it safe. You know, this is going to be his UFC debut. He doesn't want to risk anything, you know, risk getting caught by Nam. Um, and I think he's going to wear on Nam with his wrestling, man. And I, I definitely, I definitely don't think he should be this big of a favorite, you know, in his first fight in the UFC, but I do understand, you know, why everybody's very high on him and he's, um, you know, he is worthy of a big price. I just don't think he's worthy of, you know, worthy of that big of a price in his UFC debut. But um, either way, in the future, you'll probably never get a line on this guy, you know, at minus 400 or whatever. It'll probably be more than that. Uh, excuse me. Next up, we got Ashley Evan smith taking on Aline Perez. And, uh, Ashley is 36 years old, 58 with a 67 and a half inch reach. She is six and five and three and five in the UFC. And she's going to be a plus 125 underdog. And, uh, yeah, she's one in four in her last five fights. You know, I'm surprised she hasn't been cut yet. Um, she hasn't fought in two and a half years. Um, she does have some knockout wins on her record. Her, uh, striking seems to be pretty legit. You know, throws a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of kicks, a lot of inside leg kicks, Um, she has a college wrestling background and she has fought the better competition out of these two. Um, but you know, and based on what I've seen, this fight could probably go either way. Um, her last fight was against Norma Dumont, who was way bigger than her. And, uh, you know, Ashley's going to have a, a one inch reach advantage. We just don't know. Oh, sorry. Inch and a half reach advantage. Um, we just don't know, you know, what to expect, you know, from somebody coming in and, you know, being out two and a half years. Um, I know she's tough, you know, uh, You know this fight. This fight could go either way, really. <laughs> Possibly, I don't know. Aline, Aileen, uh, well, either way, Aline is twenty nine years old or twenty eight years old, 5'5", with a sixty six inch reach, uh, and uh, she is seven and two, and uh, zero and one in the UFC, and she's a minus one forty five favorite. And she's got four knockouts on her record, one submission. Uh, she lost her debut to Stephanie Egger by a rear naked choke, but that was up a weight class at featherweight. And, uh, you know, Perez did seem to be uh, uh, quite a bit smaller. Um, She fell victim to the judo of Egger. Perez is very aggressive off of her back, decent takedowns, uh, striking seems to be pretty good, throws long combinations, can be pretty wild at times. Um, You know, throws throws hard kicks to the body, throws heavy punches. Um, You know, not much more to say, man. I'm going to be going with Perez, but the only reason that I'm going with Perez is because she's been the one that's more active. She's the younger fighter, and she's going to be, you know, improving constantly. but really, you know, we don't know what to expect from Ashley. So this this could be a close fight. You know, it could possibly go either way. Uh, normally, I would say take the underdog, you know, but, but uh, you know, with her being out two and a half years, I'm going to stick with Perez, so. Next up, we got Ottoman Azaitar taking on Francisco Prado. And Ottoman is tw- uh, th- 33 years old, uh, 5'8", with a 71-inch reach. He is 13-1. and and 2-1 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-105 underdog. And Yeah, I was really high on this guy. You know, all of his wins except one have been by finish. Uh, two knockouts in the UFC. Um, but he came out in his last fight, man, he looked terrible. I mean, you know, Matt Favola is a very tough guy, you know, but Azatar did not look himself. Um, you know, he's very fast and explosive, uses a lot of feints. Um, you know, when he has somebody hurt, he swarms on them and he'll throw a you know, 15 punches in three seconds. You know, he can be very wild at times. Um, He's very, very good at countering guys on their way in. And, you know, all that being said, you know, mostly first-round finishes, you know, his cardio is a bit in question. Um, You know, he did seem to fade out a little bit in his last fight pretty quick, Um, but he was getting hit with some bombs. So, um, you know, he's also coming back from a long time off. You know, uh, well, he was in that fight. You know, this was a little bit, let's see, he was... He was out for quite a while, man, almost two years before his last fight. So maybe that could have had something to do with it. Um, You know, he's a champion Muay Thai, you know, kickboxer and and, uh, in Germany. Um, Very talented striker. Um, It's kind of hard to go against the kind of power that this guy goes, you know, throws. Um, He's very, very powerful. And he's taken on Francisco Prado. He's 21 years old, 5'11 with a 76 inch reach. He is 11 and 1 and 0 and 1 in the UFC. And he's a minus 125 favorite. And yeah, I picked this guy to beat Malarkey in his last fight. Um, And although he didn't get destroyed and finished, he was just kind of outclassed um, in that fight. Um, All of his wins have been by finish uh, against not very good competition. Um, But he has done everything a good prospect, you know, should. He's very well-rounded. He hits very hard. He's going to have a five-inch reach advantage here. Um, He's very young, very fast, you know, throws good wheel kicks. He's a... Yeah, he'll throw his left hook and then the wheel kick will come over right behind it. It's very smooth how he does it, and it sets it up very well. Um, very smooth. You know, pretty, pretty good takedown defense. Could be better. You know, he did get taken down by Malarkey. Um, you know, I wish I had some examples of Azaitar's wrestling, but you know, of all the tape I watch, it's all been you know him knocking guys out. So I don't really know. Um, you know. It, I don't know if he could get, you know, Prado down or not, but I don't think he would want to, you know, he's so good on the feet, so powerful. Um, you know, Prado has, you know, great arm bars, you know, he's won quite a few fights with it. Um, he goes for a lot of subs off his back. He's very aggressive. Um, you know, he's very good. The question is here, you know, do I go with the power of his tar or the youth, uh, or the youth of Prado? And, uh, you know, cause I think if it gets past one and a half rounds, Prado could probably take over. Um, uh, you know, a Zaytar is a very accomplished Muay Thai and, you know, kickboxer. And, uh, I think he's going to have the advantage on the feet, even though he'll be at a reach disadvantage. And, uh, you know, I kind of want to pick Prado, man, but it's hard for me to pass up the plus money on, uh, on a Zytar. And, uh, man, I think I'm going to take the plus money on a Zytar, And I think this fight could be close. It could go either way. Um, watch the live betting on it. You know, a Zytar will probably come out and have a good first round. And, you know, maybe you could get a good price on Prado after that. Um, but I'm going to be going with, uh, with a Zytar to get the win by, a, we'll say, first-round knockout, because that's probably his most likely way of winning. <laughs> Hard for me to pass up the plus money on somebody like a Zytar. And next up, we got Norma Dumont taking on Chelsea Chandler. And Dumont is 32 years old, 5'7", with a 67-inch reach. She is 9-2 and 2 and 5-2 and 2 in the UFC, and she's a minus-135 favorite. Yeah, she just fought in April, uh, got the win over Carol Rosa. You know, she was just a little bit bigger than Carol, was kind of able to bully her around. Um, she fights very well in the clinch, uses good head placement to control people up against the cage. Um, you know, before that, she beat a lady with, you know, only one fight in her M- MMA career, uh, Danielle Wolf or whatever her name was. So nothing really impressive there. Um Dumont has pretty good boxing. Looks like she hits hard, uh you know from watching her, but she only has one knockout on her record. Uh her last fight was kind of boring. That's probably why they aren't giving her a title shot cuz supposedly that Rosa and Dumont fight was a title eliminator and uh now she's fighting, you know, a girl that's only got one fight in the UFC, so and only 5 and 1 overall, so uh, maybe they're not rewarding that, you know, boring fight like they said they were and you know, I hope this isn't a title eliminator fight because they really need to start doing stuff with the featherweight division. We need more fighters, you know, um, better, better fighters and more active fighters. You know, to uh, you can't just throw somebody. You know, if, what if Chelsea Chandler wins this fight and uh, and they just throw her in for a title shot against you know um, Irene Aldana or something and they fight for the belt? You know, it wouldn't make much sense, would it? You know, I don't, I don't think so. So. <laughs> And uh, Chelsea Chandler is 29 years old, 5'8", with a 68-inch reach. She is 5-1 and 1-0 in the UFC, and she's a plus-115 underdog. Uh, she's going to have a 1-inch reach advantage, um, You know, good ground and pound from top position, definitely not a boring fighter, um, seems to be pretty powerful. Um, she did get taken down in her debut, but she like reversed the position every time, so I can't say that her takedown defense is good, but she does how, know how to you know sweep and... and End up on top. So um, she's fighting on of Stockton, California. So you got to be a fan of her if you like the Diaz brothers. You know, I think they train at the same gym. Um, she may have the power advantage here. Uh, and Dumont should probably win this fight. You know, you've got I've got six fights to go with. You know, as far as researching Chandler and as there's not much. You know, um, not much to go off of. Not much to go off of of her fighting high level competition. Um, so it's. You know Dumont should win this fight. You know she's gonna try and smother Chandler up against the cage. Um, I would rather see Chandler win this fight. You know honestly, but you know, and I'll be rooting for her. But I'm gonna be picking Dumont to get the win by decision. She's probably just gonna probably just gonna wear on Chandler, hold her up against the cage, and and you know get get separated several times. You know, and and just get a a boring a boring decision. Next up, we got Walt Harris taking on Josh Parisian. And uh yeah Walt Terrace is 40 years old six five with an 81 inch reach um, he is 13 and 10 and six nine and one in the UFC and he's a minus 200 favorite and uh you know all of his wins have been by knockout you know he's on a bad run right now he hasn't fought in two years. Um, I know he's been dealing with a lot outside the cage you know his daughter passed away um you know a few years ago. And I'm sure he's kind of taking some time to, to, you know, reassess his life and stuff and and make changes. He's probably going to come back looking good, you know? Um, you know, he, he has a win over Sergei Spivak by knockout on his record. So that's probably his best win. Um, you know, even though he's lost three in a row, he's lost to really good fighters. Uh, you know, he lost to, uh, Alistair Overeem, um, Alexander Volkov and Marcin Tabora, They're all tough guys. Uh, He's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. He's very explosive. Uh, He's pretty fast for a big guy, and you know the weak part of his game has been his grappling. We saw in the Overeem fight that you know once he's down, he has a lot of trouble getting back up, especially with big guys on top of him. Um, You know he throws very good combinations, super powerful, lots of kicks for a heavyweight. You know very fast. Um, He's certainly going to have the striking advantage in this fight, and uh, you know he may have the advantages everywhere in this fight. Honestly, it just depends on how you know how he spent. You know his two years off, what he's been working on, um, if he stayed in shape or he's just you know coming back for a check. You know these are all things that that you know you don't know until the fight. You know so, <laughs> and uh, he's taking on Josh Parisian. He is 34 years old, six four with a 79 inch reach. He is 15 and six and two and three in the UFC, and he's a plus uh plus 170 underdog. And yeah, man, Josh Josh had a lot of knockouts before the UFC, but the only He's only had one finish in the UFC and you know, honestly he's only beaten like really low level heavyweights um, and uh, he's going to be at a speed disadvantage here. I think the only place Josh may have an advantage in this fight possibly is, is maybe the grappling, but I'm not really sure what to think about his wrestling and grappling because you know, he used it to beat Alan Badeau who's not very good and can't grapple or, you know, is a good striker, but can't grapple. And, uh, but then he turned around and got ragdolled by uh Dontel Mays. So, you know, that doesn't, that might've been just a uh, one-off you know, thing. <laughs> so uh Mays Mays isn't really that good of a wrestler or grappler. He was throwing Parisian around. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet, man. The only way that I think Walt loses this fight is if he just let himself go during his two years off. And, you know, I, I think he'll be able to take a, he'll be able to do enough, even if he, even if he didn't take it serious to get a first round finish, you know, in this fight, um, I'm going to be taking Walt to get the win by knockout first round. Next up, we got Albert Duraev taking on Jung Young Park. And man, this is kind of a, you know this is kind of a weak card, man. You know when I'm when I'm going over the the tape and researching this card, I mean there are a couple good fights, but going over this card, man, I was just like not into the fucking you know into it, you know. Uh, this this card doesn't excite me very much, man. It's too bad, too bad. This is the one before my birthday. I was hoping for something exciting now. Now, the card after this, the, uh, the London card at the O2 is going to be really good. Tom Aspinall coming back. It's going to be exciting. Um, uh, Albert Duraev is 34 years old. He's 5'11 with a 75-inch reach. He is 16-4 and 2-1 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-130 underdog. And Yeah, I'm not high on Duraev, man, uh, at all, supposedly. You know, he's got a really good wrestling background. He was getting a lot of wins on the regional scene. Um, he couldn't get Joaquin Buckley down and, and the only reason he won the Chitty fight was because Chitty went out there and didn't do anything for half the fight. Uh, Chitty didn't do anything to like the last minute of that fight. And, uh, you know, Chitty has really bad takedown defense. So the fact that he got a takedown on him doesn't impress me. Um, you know, what he does have going for him is, you know, he has decent cardio. He pushes a tough pace, um, you know, with his wrestling. And if he, if he, uh, if he can get the, get, get the takedowns, you know, um, I mean, he has really good submissions. He has nine wins by submission, uh, only three KOs on his record. I um, mean, he's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. Um, he swings big a lot, you know, and he throws... When he throws long combinations, he leaves his chin up in the air. You know, he's very hittable. Um, this is a winnable fight for Daryev. You know, I'm, it's possible, you know, that he could get this win. Um, both these guys kind of like to fight the same way. And, uh, you know, it's possible this fight can mostly just play out on the feet because both these guys like to use their grappling and you know maybe they'll cancel cancel each other out, and it'll just be a striking match. Um, in which case, I think you know um, you know Darius might be more powerful, but I'd say Park is the more technical boxer. Um, Park is 32 years old. He is 5'10" with a 73 inch reach. He is 16 and 5 and 6 and 2 in the UFC, and he's a minus 150 favorite. And uh, his last two fights have been wins by rear naked choke. Um, he has really good cardio, great grappling. And uh, his striking is up to par as well, man. And uh, he's got great double leg uh, takedowns and high crotch takedowns. Um, you know, he was known as a boxer early in you know early in his career, um, but he has really worked hard on his wrestling. Uh, his last two opponents, you know, not very high level, but he did look great. You know, he he didn't get didn't get hurt at all in those fights. Um, didn't take any damage. Um, if you go back, you know, to his last loss against um, Gregory Rodriguez. You know, he was looking good in the striking before he got caught, you know. Um he was doing well with the calf kicks, using the jab very well. Um he did give up the back and was able to survive until the end of the round. Uh you know, then at the start of the second he rocked Rodriguez and he got him, you know, with some big shots and, and was landing a bunch of shots, but he was uh in putting a beating on Rodriguez and then he got too wild and he got caught. And uh he hasn't made that mistake again yet. You know, this is one of those fights where normally I would tell myself to take the underdog. Um, but I really just can't stand Dariah, man. You know, I I don't know why, but, you know, and I, and I like more of what I've seen out of the Iron Turtle Park. So, uh, I'm going to go with Park to get the win by decision. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong on this one, you know, um, but yeah, I think Park's got a better shot at winning this, man. He's, he's fought the better competition. Next up, we got the main event. Holly Holm taking on, uh, Myra Bueno Silva. And, uh, Holly Holm is 41 years old, coming up on 42 in about three months. Uh, 5'8 with a 69 inch reach. She is 15 and six and eight and six in the UFC. And she's a minus 149 favorite. And I imagine whoever wins this fight ends up fighting for the Bantamweight title against, you know, Aldana or somebody. Um, And, uh, you know, I think Holly should get another title shot before she retires. You know, I, I I thought she won the Vieira fight. Um, you know, it was pretty boring. All Vieira did was hold her up against the cage and Holly was landing the better shots. Um, you know, she's looked good. The only thing I can really say against home is that, you know, she's not getting any finishes. Um, she's a very accomplished striker, you know, boxer, kickboxer, all that. And you know, her wrestling and grappling has come a long way, you know, and, uh, you know, this isn't the fight I was hoping for for the main event, you know, <laughs> coming up on a good weekend for me, but, uh, man, you know, Holm's going to have a two and a half inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, you know, she's just very good at kind of picking people apart, you know, from range. Um, her last two opponents just tried to smother her against the cage and, and not do anything. And, you know, Holly was able to turn it around and get the takedowns on her last opponent on Santos and, and beat the crap out of her, um, you know, she's getting up there in age, but she hasn't really slowed down at all. You know, um, she's very good at counter, counter fighting, you know, uh, counter punching. Um, knows when to put the long combinations together. Um, her grappling looked on point in her last fight. Like I said, uh, she was using a good shoulder presser to keep, you know, to keep the fight to the ground and, uh, great ground and pound, uh, great elbows in close, uh, pushes a really tough pace. Um, she was getting the takedowns, a uh, good, you know, uh, trip takedowns, uh, not so much double legs, just trip takedowns. And, uh. And uh, she's taken on uh, Bueno Silva. She's 31 years old, five six with a 66 and a half inch reach. She is 10 two and one and five two and one in the UFC, and she's a plus one underdog. And I'm a big fan of Silvas. You know, she has amazing jiu jitsu. Seven wins by submission on her record. Uh, that's her bread and butter. You know, you could you could say that this fight could possibly be uh, you know reminiscent of her fight with Manon Fereau. Um, You know, uh, Farrow's also a good striker with good takedown defense. Um, and she just couldn't get anything going in that fight, but that fight uh, was also down a weight class. You know, Silva's looked a lot better at Bantam weight. Um, she has an amazing arm bar, you know, she trans transitions to her arm bar very smoothly. Um, you know, Holly's going to be way bigger. I, mean, I can, I can say good things about Myra's striking, but she's not better than home on the feet, you know, aside from maybe, maybe having a little bit more effective calf kicks. Um, She's pretty good in the clinch. I mean, if anybody is going to submit Holly, it's Silva, but but I don't I don't think she's gonna be able to get Holly down. You know, uh Holly has pretty good takedown defense and, and Silva you know, Silva doesn't really have good double leg takedowns or anything, so I have a trouble picturing her getting Holly to the ground. Um but if she does get Holly to the ground, she's got a great shot at winning. Um I, I would say that I actually more so would like to see uh Silva win this fight but uh, just because she's been getting more finishes or whatever but I would also like to see Holly Holm fight for a title one more time um, I'm going to take Holly Holm to win by decision uh, could be a pretty close fight man just just depends um, it's a 5 rounder so anything can happen in 5 rounds um, I guess we've probably never seen Bueno Silva go 5 rounds so um, there is that to uh, worry about as well we know Holly can go 5 rounds um, and yeah man so and that's a uh, that's it as far as my picks go. Um, you know, sorry, this card's kind of not even into this card. You know, for the most part. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, as far as my bets go, guys, um, I've got a small play on uh, Ottoman Azitar at plus one ten. Uh, like I said, I couldn't turn down that plus money. Um, it's just a uh, it's actually less than a quarter unit. So, um, and then I uh, got another play on Nazim Saidkov um it's minus 145 and that's a two unit play um you know it's probably my most confident pick on the card and uh then I got another play it's a two fight parlay um it's got um Costa and Azamat Maxim and it's a minus 110 I caught them at a little bit better price than what they're out right now um I was hoping to get them at plus money but I couldn't but it was close it was close enough minus 110 is pretty close um and that's a one unit play and as far as my bigger parlays go um I'm still, uh, still working on those. I haven't put them in yet. And, uh, but I will post them. I'll post them on the Facebook group. I'll post them on Instagram and I'll post them on the, uh, on YouTube as well. So if you're subscribed to my channel, you know, you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to see all that stuff. It'll pop up in your feed and yeah, man, please like, and subscribe. I really appreciate all you guys. I'm getting close to like 350 subscribers now and, uh, I appreciate it very much. And, uh, yeah, that's it for me guys. Thank y'all, man. Y'all have a good one.